Welcome to Sort My Money podcast, where you'll learn tried and tested techniques that are unsurpassed in Australia to help you take control of your money and give you financial peace of mind. Want to learn how to create successful money habits and budget planning to finally get your finances on track and turbocharge your financial future? Let's find out how with financial coach David Rankin. Welcome to episode six in your A to Z budget planning series, where we'll be covering the letters K and L of successful money habits so you can finally get your finances on track and turbocharge your Mm. financial journey. So today, David, you are going to share the letter K. What does K stand for? K is for kids because I realized that finances can seem like a very adult topic, but heck, it's so important not to overlook kids, isn't it? And um, yeah, it's so easy to to overlook the youngest members of our society. And if we're not money mindful, if we're not conscious of how we're managing our own money, the danger is that they can pick up on negatives and feel a sense of powerlessness. So it's really important that we give them a sense of feeling in control and that we lead by example because that's how they're going to run their money as they get older. And with that in mind, I've got three top tips to empower your children. Oh, I love them. Can't wait to hear. What's the first one, David? Chores. It's not a very nice word, is it? (laughs) (laughs) As adults, we realize that we work, don't we? We do work and we earn money and hopefully we do work that we feel passionate about or we might find that work eventually. I think it's important to give children that work ethic, Mm -hmm. um, give them a sense of responsibility and show them that they can make a difference and contribute to the household. Uh, One of my children empties the dishwasher, takes out the bins, one hangs out the washing and folds and distributes it once it's dry, one feeds and waters the bunny rabbit and generally keeps him living in the manner to which he's accustomed. And that's a pretty, pretty high standard. But they've all got their areas of responsibility and they all know that that's what they do. I would imagine, you know, as you are, you know, encouraging your children to do these chores, as you said, that gives them that accountability. But how wonderful as parents that we can validate and just thank our children for that, that it gives them a sense of contribution as well, but, you know, that that they have been accountable and that they have done a job well done. So I love instilling that in our children. Absolutely. It's that ethic, isn't it? It's it's the way that we pass on our values in some ways to our kids. We have to, as well as work, we want reward, don't we? Mm Because as adults, that's what we expect. And that's no different with children. So pocket money, that's an easy one to overlook, but pocket money is their reward, that they're doing the right thing um, and that they get that every week. Uh, For my kids, look, it's different for different. It depends on your age group, where you live, but my kids get $10 a week each for doing their chores and they get that paid straight into their bank account. I must admit, we used to pay cash to them and I think times have moved on and we are more than ever a cashless society now and they get it automatically transferred by doing their jobs. And sometimes they say, hey, dad, can you show me my money? And in the past, I might have shown them colorful pieces of paper. And now they know that I'll jump online and I'll show them what's in their account. And they say, hey, dad, did you pay me that $10 last Friday? And I'll jump onto their account and I'll show them the transaction. And I'm accountable and they're learning how money works and they're seeing 
that even though it's just on the screen, it's real and the transactions are real and this is not smoke and mirrors. So I guess I'm adapting with the times and I'm teaching my children more you know, a a more online responsible way of of dealing with their money. Yeah. And you know what I like about that too, David, as I'm I'm imagining your children will see that growing and growing and that will instill even the things that you mentioned, they can start doing as well, putting us, you know, having money that is is put aside, being more mindful about where they're going to invest, spend, you know, that kind of thing. So you're instilling it at a very young age. I love that. So that is the second tip. The first was chores. Pocket money was the second. What's the third tip? The third is a little bit counterintuitive. It's what you might not expect, but it's really giving a sense of independence to your children with their money. It's important that we don't overparent, that we don't smother. It's important that kids can make decisions, quite honestly, because this is all about decision making and about deliberate conscious decision making. It's important that the kids can learn to be money mindful themselves. And that means letting them make bad choices as well as good ones. If you've got a child whose money runs through their fingers, then allow that. Don't stand in the way. If once they've got a half decent balance, they always splurge on something and they want that remote control car, well, guess what? Allow them to drain their account because they'll feel the burn surely enough. They will feel the lack of money compared to their siblings if they have siblings. But isn't it great to allow kids to make mistakes at that age when there's no dangerous outcomes Mm. and, you know, and to see maybe siblings who are saving more and to feel, heck, I could be doing better. Essentially, let them be themselves and let them make the mistakes they need to make if they're going to be spenders, let them be spenders. We can't force kids. So so let them be, let them be and give them that independence. You know what? I, I love the way that you're reinforcing that and sharing that with us because so often what we can do is if we can um, – over, uh, you know, as you said, manage our, our children. And what children will often do is they'll rebel, won't they? And if we're trying to get them to save, 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 as soon as they have a little bit of of uh, leeway, then they can go the opposite extreme and, and become spenders. And I love the way you're saying that. And, yes, I can imagine if you've got two or if they've got uh, siblings uh, and, and they've got nothing left in their account and their sibling, well, I've got $100. I mean, that in itself would, oh, I'm, I'm want to be like that so those kind of things it's great to be able to develop that that independence uh, in our children love those three tips so that's k for kids those are the things that we can be doing for our children now i'm wondering what does the letter l stand for so l is actually limitations strange one isn't it because we're (laughs) really talking we are really talking here about abundance Mm -hmm. um but you know what we're all going to have our limitations regarding money. I mean, if you look at the ultimate predator in nature, the lion, it has its limitations. And one such limitation of the lion is speed. Interestingly enough, it can be easily outrun by much of its prey. So a lion needs to avoid one-on-one pursuits since usually they just won't win, okay? So no matter how good each of us is with money, we all do have our limitations, all have our weaknesses, and that's just fine. I have so many people come to me and they 
you know, regret their weaknesses with money. But you know what? It's fine. Mm -hmm. It's great to know them. It's great to be self-aware. In my 15 years of helping people with money, I've come across a few limitations that I've seen, a few, you know, typical labels, I would say. One is a travel tragic, and that's them booking frequent trips away and and blowing out the budget when they do. Uh, Often when you're a travel tragic, as I would call them, there's so many associated costs. You know, you've got flights, you've got travel insurance, you've got spending, you've got accommodation, you've got car hire, you've got kennels if you've got dogs, you've got a house sitter maybe. So I'm not saying it's bad to spend money on travel. I'm saying it's great to start planning and to start getting real about it. Very, very true. So let's not become a travel tragic. Let's <coughs> let's implement the, the, the beautiful strategies and insights that you've shared with us earlier on how we can start to, to, to travel with, with more empowerment when it comes to money. I wonder, what is another limitation? Yeah, limitation that people put on themselves really is you get the habitual hobbyist uh, going from one new interest to the next, um, bottomless financial pits, buying a racing bike, spending on clothing, equipment, extras from the for the bike and so on, taking up golf, laying out the money for clubs and all the latest attire and green fees. Some people will recognize themselves in this. There's nothing wrong with having passions. I just more advocate you know, putting it into the plan, being conscious about it, really, in a way, what this is all about, Anne-Marie, is you walking your financial dog as opposed to your financial dog walking you. Everything is fine. Travel is great. Hobbies are great. Passions are great. But once you get in control, you can allow these, you can facilitate these things rather than these things pulling you along and leading to that black financial hole. That's the thing you want to you want to avoid. Yeah, and you've been talking in this series and all the way through this series about empowering behaviours, empowering habits and actions. And, I, you know, as you start to sh- share, just in the two and in a moment you're going to, to share the others, that's disempowering. You can feel the energy really changing as you're explaining those. So we want to, to be mindful about that and then be able to be mindful about what we should be doing. So what what would be another limitation? Passions are obviously a great thing, but they can be limiting if if they are pulling us along. If we're not sort of in charge of those passions, if if we don't have them tamed in some ways, and it might be travel, travel, it might be hobbies. But another one is I see sometimes is what I call a serial side hustler, somebody who goes from one new business to the other because... Every new business you start is, you know, you've got to register ABNs and URLs and business names and website and all that stuff that goes with it. And so I really want people to just be mindful, to think about it, to not get carried away and to just be in charge, to be in control and then to invest in that new business wisely and make it a success. It's all about being in control. I love that. So serial site hustler, be be more in control. What is another limitation? Well, this will apply to so many people. It's the sales sucker. It's (laughs) ducking into the shopping mall and re-emerging with enough, enough shoes, clothing and accessories for a lifetime. If you know that you are prone to falling for um, special offers, 
maybe limit your trips to the shopping mall or online. I know it's easier said than done sometimes, but just just be mindful. Hey, that can catch me by surprise. You know, that can be my weak spot. If if I'm feeling a little bit down and these days it might be more going online than going to the shopping mall. But just, you know, heck, I just need to be mindful when I'm feeling like this of what I do with my time. And maybe I need to give myself a healthy alternative to do something else, watch a movie or something like that. Mm. But I know so many people, they beat themselves up because they fall for the sale. They get, by the time the the shoes are delivered two days later, they're already got buyer's remorse. So (laughs) just go easy on yourself and be aware of your weak spots. Yeah, I love that one. You know, how often you, oh, I got these, they're on sale, but do you really need them? Well, you know, I got them on sale, but yeah, as you say, do you really need them? Perhaps there's some other things that we can be doing so that we don't have those buyer's remorse. I'm wondering, are there any other limitations we need to be mindful of? I think the last one I call a dessert devotee. It's somebody (laughs) who pops into the cafe for a takeaway but ends up spending way more on pastries than the coffee they went in for I've got to I've got to admit I am a bit I've got a bit of a sweet tooth so I know what I'm talking about here so you know just be mindful if you're spending money on coffees and pastries and desserts every day it can become a bit of a habit it doesn't feel that great when it just becomes part of normal spending I'm all in favor of treating yourself, but make those things a treat. Just be in control and um, you can spend a lot of money on that, which means you can also save a lot of money if that tends to be your weakness. And really, overall, just becoming prosperous, more about what you spend than what you earn. And if you know the signs to avoid temptation, if you know what your weaknesses are, you can be surprised at just how much your savings will surge when you recognize the signs and just implement a bit of discipline and a bit of know-how, you can get ahead. So, David, that was Alpha Limitations. We also covered K for Kids. If people are listening and they think, you know what, I really need to speak to David about this, uh, love what he's sharing in, in this series, what would be the best way for them to connect with you? The best way to connect is to go to my company's website, sortmymoney.com.au, or to give us a call on 1300 98 38 61. And either way, it will lead to a conversation with myself. Thanks, David. Thanks, Anne-Marie. You've been listening to Sort My Money podcast. Want to create successful money habits so you can finally get your finances on track and turbocharge your financial future? Go ahead and book a Sort My Money consultation by going to www.sortmymoney.com.au or call us on 1300 98 38 61. That's 1300 98 3861.